0: Hello and welcome to the Greenville Smart Podcast. I'm your host, Elaine McNamara, the Director of Operations here at the Smart Center in Greenville and the Executive Director of the Greenville Chamber of Commerce. Before we begin, I'd like to thank our sponsors, Bradford National Bank, locations in Greenville, Highland and Marine, and EnterTech Global in Greenville for all of your energy needs. Find them online, EnterTech Global. I am pleased to announce my guest today. Uh, he's been on my list for a while, so much that I had it in my brain that I thought, Did I already have you on here? But I would have surely never forgotten Dwayne Neely. Dwayne Neely, Director of Alumni Relations at GU. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Sure. Um, so yeah, is that your full title?
1: Uh, the title is director of alumni and church relations. Okay,
0: that's what I thought, but I.
1: That's okay. Okay, I wanted yeah. to make
0: sure. <laughs> so, how long have you been in this position here?
1: Oh man, I started last September, so yeah. we're looking at thirteen months. Yeah,
0: just over a year, and right, nothing's happened. Not at that all. Time. No, no, boring. It's been very nothing
1: in the news. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Things just running like yeah. clock. Everything's been easy. Absolutely. Easy breezy. Nothing to
1: talk about? No,
0: yeah. not at all. No, it's
1: been quite a year.
0: Yeah, you've come at a just just in the nick of time. But this okay, so let's let's take some let's steps back. I want to talk about your connection with Greenville and the university. How far back does that go?
1: Uh well, if we go if we if we include family members, uh my mom attended Greenville in the 60s uh and i had i had some other family members as well aunts and uncles that came here in the in the 70s um and my sister had gone here as well
0: did your family grow did you grow up around here
1: no my dad my dad uh has been a free methodist pastor uh okay. and so when i grew up he was a free methodist pastor in in the wabash conference which includes indiana and a good chunk of illinois so so growing up in that environment mm-hmm. uh greenville college uh was always Sort of in the periphery,
0: and, and he did not go here. Right?
1: He did not. No, but he he did serve on our board of trustees okay. uh, for I think twelve or thirteen years.
0: So, did your parents meet because your mother went to school here? Uh, Is there a connection well, there, or did they know each other before then?
1: They they met through mutual friends, but I do think that she needed a ride. It was something. It was something to do with. Coming she back she to needs, school? yeah. Some, something <laughs> to, yeah. And I think, I think maybe it was even coming here because he was from Illinois. I don't, I don't know. There's, I'm not sure about that detail. Uh, but, but, you know, so when you say how far back, yeah, that's when, like, so my mother's story at Greenville, she came here in
0: 1960.
1: Okay. And so, um, But growing up as a kid, there was always like a Greenville College T-shirt, or you know, I grew up in the Free Methodist world where if you go to a family camp, you know Greenville might have a representation with um, like there was a Saturday night ice cream uh, social, and so the kids that whose parents went to Greenville might get a a T-shirt or a hat or something. So the college itself was always part of my part of your life, part of my world. Yeah, I know my sister went here uh she's she's now deceased, but she was five years older than me, and so you know if she was in college, I was in junior high okay or early high school
0: but then you came here
1: i did yeah, so I came here a few years after she graduated, so I was a student at greenville from ninety four to ninety eight okay yeah. So that's my when you say how far back does my story go? It goes back. My social story, my personal story goes back much further than my employment.
0: Exactly. Well, that, <laughs> yeah. and that's the case for a lot of uh people we've had on the podcast right. and people that right. I've, I've met through uh through the university. It's um for many it's a family affair and it's um it's responsible for a lot of families yeah. around here right. too, right. the connection. Yeah. So so okay. So what was your what was your major when you were going to school here? I,
1: w- I was it was a history and political science major, and I minored in English. Uh, so there was a chapter in my life where I thought I'd be an attorney. Okay, and and hist- you know majoring in history and minoring in English uh, supposedly give you skills to, to go to law school. So oh, that's sure. that's where I was in that in that chapter, and then uh, I never I never did go to law school. I changed my mind shortly after graduating from greenville
0: well there's there's enough lawyers out well that was part of my consideration that was part of it yeah did you ever think that you'd be back here in this capacity yeah i did yeah Yeah. well
1: i i always that's that's a good question i always thought that i would like to be back um but i wasn't desperate for any job like it needed to fit right and and over you know I graduated in 98, and over the years, I have applied for, for positions. Just, I always kind of kept it on my radar. Um, but I, I never wanted to just abandon ship wherever I was just for the sake of working at Greenville. Like It needed right. to feel like a good professional step, not just a social, emotional trip down memory lane. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I, I think that I, I've always been interested in coming back. Um, and I had served on the alumni board for 12 years. And so that brought me back to meetings, you know, twice a year. Um, and it was always good to be back. And so when you're, you know, when you're back and you, and you see that you know people that work here, I think for me, I always thought, you know, would I be back or could I be back? Sure. But again, I, I guess I balanced between feeling like I had to be back on one end of the spectrum and then on the other end of the, end of the spectrum being against ever coming back. You know, so like I was in that balance of I'd like to, I don't have to, right, right, right. And I, I had I had spent 14 years working at a state institution, a state college, Western Kentucky University. Oh, okay. And that's a that's just a different environment. It's not bad,
0: no, it's but just, it's not
1: a Christian environment, right? And it's it's really big compared to, especially compared to Greenville. And so yeah. you know, faculty and students might not know each other, um, and there's there's not really chapel and there's not prayer and so some right. of the some of the small Christian college uh, assets are not present at a big state school uh, and I enjoyed working there right but but when the opportunity came up to come back I was ready for a change in, in my job and and the family was on board at least as, as much as they can be with the move you know and so uh, it's been good being back but yeah. yeah I mean all jokes aside the first year has been a doozy
0: oh <laughs> right? my gosh so, yes
1: is baptism by fire times three or something? Yeah,
0: but I think with all that's going on, um, it's a great place to bring because you have kids. I do. You have mm-hmm. young children. Yeah,
1: my wife and I have a uh, have six uh, a six year old and a ten year old and a fifteen year old, and they're all boys.
0: Oh, okay. So there's
1: there's a pretty big spectrum, right? On yeah. uh, on age and life chapter,
0: yeah. right? But you know, I think a lot of people um, with all this going on, getting away from the city and getting yeah. away from a higher populated area yeah. has been a little bit of a blessing right. for it. So right. it's probably a good time for you to come back to, mm-hmm. uh, to this. And, you know, for, for many of the people that I've talked to here, and uh, th- there's a little bit of a theme, it, uh, and it's unintentional, but it's come up that there's, like, this calling for people. People have, like, felt this silent calling to come back. Yeah. Yeah, or yeah. if they've never been here, they felt like a calling to come here in the first place. And right. It's really almost... Uh, I don't know. It's, it's got a mystique about it. Yeah. I don't know. We've been finding that theme continuously throughout the podcast. So yeah,
1: that doesn't surprise me. And, and I mean, there's something special about the college and there's Mm -hmm. something special about the town and you probably don't pick up on it if you drive through. Right. But there's, there's something, and it's not the best. I mean, I'm not, I don't think anyone is going to say Greenville college is the best college in the United States. Um, And I know I'm saying college, but I know that, Historically, mm-hmm. it has been, um, and and the the city is not the best city in the United States, right? I mean, there's if we're talking about best and worst, okay. But if we're talking about fit yeah. and we're talking qualities, yeah, then I think both have a lot to offer, right? And I think even for myself, we lived in a town, we lived in Bowling Green, Kentucky, yeah. and and this isn't just a Chick fil A town, this is a two Chick fil A town. I mean, so oh. I mean we had we had a lot of things that my kids took for granted, sure. And to be honest, we had a lot of things. That my wife and I took for granted. Sure. And so, you know, over the span of a year, especially when things shut down, you really start to consider how important is the target? Right. Like how important is Barnes & Noble? Right. Where I can get to one in 50 minutes, that's okay, as yeah. opposed to 10 minutes. Yeah. Right? And so, uh, um, I don't know. It's I, My affinity for a small town is, is growing rapidly. Yeah. Uh, now when we moved here, I could I could feel it immediately that, that how many gas stations we have or how many stores we have in the town of right. Greenville. But I don't know if that means that not having them is a bad thing.
0: Right. I think uh some ways it's um it's it's more of the it's the comfort of being here. Mm-hmm. It's the mm-hmm. like you said, you know, the the people and mm-hmm you don't have to have every little thing right there at your fingertips to you feel like you're right. in the place you're supposed to correct. be.
1: Correct. That's correct. And I think yeah. that, that may be a good thing to, to challenge that mm-hmm. because it would be easy to say, these things I'm used to mean that they're good because I'm used to
0: them. Right.
1: And now I can't leave that because it's just, it's uncomfortable. And I told my kids that. So sometimes my kid's like, why why isn't there anything here? Well, there is thing, <laughs> there are things here, but not what you're used to. Right. And I, and I think it's a little. It, it's interesting, just in my perspective, how it seems like in, in pop culture there's this movement towards decluttering, uh, yeah,
0: minimalist, minimalist living, yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: simplify your life. You know, the Marie Kondo like everything's mm-hmm. very like. It seems like everything's like less, right? Less and better, or cleaner, right? And safer. And and so wouldn't that be true for a small college? And wouldn't I would that be true so. for a small town? Right? right? Maybe you don't need all this stuff. That Sometimes you think you need
0: more is just more, like they say. That's, that's, the, you <laughs> that's right. Know, that's yeah. where it comes in. More that's true. is just more. It that's doesn't true. always mean that it's yeah. better.
1: And and I think just for my family and I, I, I think especially my wife and I, as we as we get used to things and, and as things open up a little bit more mm-hmm. in, in town due to COVID nineteen. Uh, but even the kids complain less than they used to, right? Because we'll find stuff <laughs> yeah. to do, and and going to Edwardsville is not a big deal, and going to Saint Louis. We were in Saint Louis yesterday. It's uh, yeah. not a big trip, right? No, it's it's not. just down the road, and and. Um, so uh, yeah, I, we're glad to be here. But it does t- there's an adjustment, you know, when you go from a, oh, sure. a town of seventy thousand to to a town of seven thousand. Exactly, like there, you do notice the difference. Yeah. You do, but yeah,
0: then you start to hear about you know things that maybe you didn't know about. We talked about um, like for instance, we were talking about Governor Bond Lake um, mm-hmm. off off the mm-hmm. mic, and um, I you know I lived in this area for a while and I didn't know that it was there, and then mm-hmm. when I found like wow, this is beautiful.
1: Yeah. Right, so, a lot of hidden jewels little, around here. Oh,
0: definitely, a lot of and a lot of possibility as well as we talk about as well. I mean, there's so um, there's possibility for growth. Mm-hmm. There's always possibility for you know something new and creative. Uh, I will say that we have had to get creative this year, whether mm-hmm. we wanted right. to or not. <laughs> right. I mean, crea- creativity has become a necessity. So Greenville does hold that and and the minds at the university and several, you know, people that are just from town that have lived here their whole lives, very creative people, mm-hmm. which uh, we're fortunate to have. So, you know, we're, we're lucky. We're fortunate. that think that so. cre- Creativity has become a, a, a valued resource. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, and I, I've said before, other people have said as well, in some version of this, the, the university is so small that it's nimble.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and some of, some of the pivots that, that Greenville university can make, Quickly, because of COVID nineteen or or really any other thing, right? You might take a year to two to three years at a at a big institution. I mean, your committees are bigger and there's more buy in. But a, you know, a, a small college has a lot of assets. Oh yeah, right? it's been, especially in terms of moving quickly.
0: Yeah, we've been able to move quickly through you know like the testing that we're right. doing. That's right. crazy, and mm-hmm. getting everyone to comply has been not a a chore Mm -hmm. like it would be if we were at a big state university or something like that. Going online, going back Mm -hmm. offline, everything. um, You're right. I think there is just much more, uh, like you say, it's much more nimble than it Mm -hmm. would be somewhere Mm -hmm. else, which is, which is fantastic.
1: I've told people, alumni that maybe just don't watch our news. uh, Mm -hmm. They maybe they don't read every email from the college, et cetera. They're almost dumbfounded by the COVID testing, by the, by the partnership. And, and and I have other friends, obviously, in higher ed, and and they haven't gotten tested once. Right. And we get tested weekly. Right. More if you want it, right? but if, weekly.
0: And if uh, you're not aware, if you're listening to this podcast for the first time, or maybe we, I don't know if we've mentioned it or not. I'm sure we have, because we did have uh, President Davis on not too long ago. But uh, we have partnered up with the University of Illinois, and we have a saliva test. So it's not the invasive, regular test that everyone else has to cringe about or be afraid of. Uh, we have saliva testing here at Greenville University. Um, it was at a point where everyone was being tested twice a week. And now I believe students are still tested twice a week and faculty and staff right. are down to once mm-hmm. per week. But it's fantastic because then we're able to keep an eye on it. We're able to know. Um, we're, that's why we're able to have, you know, in-person classes and in-person, e- you know, events to some extent. And uh, the students have been complying with it. Quite well. And it's easy to do. I mean, it takes, it doesn't even take five minutes. No. No, we go in, we basically spit in a vial and then we say, seal it up and say, here you go. And then if you have it, you'll find out within about, I think it's 12 hours.
1: Uh, yeah. I was going like to say 48 it? even then.
0: I, yeah. I think it's gotten a little bit shorter. If you have it, they'll let you know. If you don't, then yeah. you don't hear anything. <laughs>
1: no news is good news. No news yeah.
0: is great news. And we've been very fortunate because our rates, ha- our, our levels have been really, mm-hmm. really low. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's just one one thing that uh is a positive well and i think and, we're, weren't we the
1: only school in the state of illinois to partner with the university of illinois yes. on yeah. this mm-hmm. and and so of all the colleges in the state uh, through through president davis's connections with U of I,
0: right
1: we're we're partnering with the the big research university right uh, in the state for you know from greenville
0: and they have even complimented us they have that's right yeah we're we're going about doing it and that we're actually it's a little gone a little smoother for us Mm -hmm. here than the place where it started so Mm -hmm. that's pretty fantastic Mm -hmm. um and another thing i want to talk about when we talk about benefits of a small university and it's you know like you had mentioned um you know people here Mm -hmm. that you know maybe you went to school with There's a connection, and when you go to a a college like Greenville University, University like Greenville University, um, because it is small, students get to know their professors, Mm -hmm. and there's also this massive network of alumni. Yeah, that well grows every year, of course, Mm -hmm. but it's easier to be connected with them also. I think so. We're pretty fortunate in that we've got. An impressive list of alumni from such a, a small place as this, yeah. who are—they are so um, attached still to Greenville. And I know any time we have them come back for visits, um, last year at homecoming, especially this year, we'll talk about this year's homecoming a little bit. But last year at homecoming, we had quite a few visit, and just the gratitude they have for their time here. Mm-hmm. They, you know, that I've heard multiple times. It Greenville made my wonderful life possible, and the connections they made, and there's, you know, the connections they made, and the life that they live, and the the foundation that they got here as well. Um, they they feel like they owe so much back yeah. to Greenville, and it's amazing the generosity that these people have, mm-hmm. whether it's their resources or their time, mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. you know,
0: or attention. I mean, they're, they're always welcoming, you know, discussion with current students, current grads. Um the scholarships that they yeah. provide are amazing. I mean, you see it all. You uh-huh. you've met you know decades and decades of yeah. alumni.
1: Yeah. It's a it's it's a surprise. Well, I'm not surprised, but when you actually are in it, you you it's been a refreshing surprise, I guess, maybe. Uh the the alumni could go from class of twenty twenty, right? To, you know, to someone who's in their nineties, right? So right. I mean, alumni is a it's a that's a very big swath of ages. But what you said is spot on. I mean, part of part of the one of the best things about my job working with alumni is I get to hear a lot of stories that are not the same as mine, but they interweave with my own interpretation of Greenville, right? right. So someone that came here for football, I didn't I didn't come to Greenville for football, right? But we all experience life at this little, you know, very, very quad-based institution. You know, it's like four blocks by four blocks. And there's something that happens here that creates an affinity. Now, obviously, some students have, have a bad experience. But, I mean, by and large, when you're in front of alumni, you're talking to alumni, they will lighten up. Oh. Then their faces will brighten up. And they they sometimes they get tears in their eyes I know. because of this special place and also that chapter in their life. Yeah. You know, they're 18, they're 20, they're 22 and they're figuring things out, and maybe you know maybe they don't go to church for the first time because they're not at home, or maybe they do go to the church for the first time but there's there's some growth that happens here and and one thing that I've learned just in the last year is that um a lot of alumni their affinity for the college is does not is not always strong when they are here
0: mm-hmm.
1: when they are here as a student they're doing they're doing college life and they're making friends, and maybe they're meeting the person that will be their spouse, and maybe they're figuring out their career goals. But a lot of times when you talk to older alums, they, they have an appreciation that has sweetened over time. Right. And maybe that comes with time, but a lot of them also may, may have found their faith after their time at Greenville. So it's, it is a special place, but it's not like the work of the college is done when the commencement ceremony is over, right? right. I mean, uh, I know of several people that that they go back to those college years as saying, like you said, you know, you have a foundation. I saw somewhere a terminology or a phrase about uh, farming versus hunting, okay. and so you you the Greenville experience can be farming. It's a it's a slow investment, right? It's right. A, it, it may have a slow payoff. Whereas hunting, you're looking for the quick, you know, not necessarily quick, but you know what I mean. Right. The, the example, they're, they're different imagery for for an experience, and so I mean, over over homecoming, I mean, I I I had you know thirty minute conversations thirty minute conversations with each of the award recipients, which is different. I wouldn't have done that in a in a real face to face homecoming, but I heard their Greenville story, right, and and they're powerful, uh, and it usually goes back to people. I mean. Professor took them out of their wings, or good friends that that took them to Nashville to you know to get yeah. involved in music or whatever it was. But the size of the school does mean that that most of thing most of the things are accessible. Yeah, and, and that's that's hard to uh, to put a value on because you can't you can't get that everywhere.
0: No, you can't. And I know that from my experience going to a large state school um, when you're not you know you graduate. And even if you were there, you probably weren't, you know, you were just a a, a face in the crowd. Mm -hmm. Right. And there's not the attachment. I Mm -hmm. don't have a lot of attachment to my professors or a lot of stories that involve um, their guidance or anything along those lines. Like the stories that I hear from the people who graduate from Greenville. Yeah. Now, you talked about uh, awards. What award did we have do we have these were annual right annual awards or were these uh, they are yeah Yeah.
1: there are there are four I think there are four that we have and three get uh, awarded every year so we have the uh, we have the distinguished alumnus award okay. um, and then we have the young the outstanding young alum award and then we have the Dr. Gene Camp loyalty award and uh Gene Camp recently passed away, but if we're talking loyal alum, uh, yeah. he, he was phenomenal. He, he probably worked in the alumni office more hours than many of the staff members. Uh, he, he, he had worked at the college, but he had also had, had uh, given significantly uh, of his volu- you know, voluntarily of his time. After uh, his, in his okay. retirement years, so that's why the, that's why that award's named after gotcha. him. And then we also have a Salt and Light Award that we don't uh, we don't give out every year. Like well, that, that kind of comes and goes.
0: Explain what that is.
1: Salt and Light. Yeah. Well, we probably should give more time and attention to it, but it's uh, it's kind of what it sounds like. It's uh, it's a Salt and Light Award, acknowledging someone who is who is really serving uh, in their in their community or in their vocation, um, and I. I, you know, I'm new ish to Greenville, so I think maybe one reason we don't use it all the time is that it's still a little bit new, okay, and the other ones are kind of um even before it was named after Gene Camp, the loyalty award has kind of been's um, been, been around for a, for a while, while. Okay. and also the loyalty award is not an alumni award oh it it's uh I mean, so someone that has uh, given significantly their time or have been it has been engaged with the college for a long time.
0: It could be might be a good recipient. A volunteer or correct. someone on staff that's correct, or, yeah okay. right.
1: now the other two uh, are are alumni awards Specific. and so dis- distinguished alum is usually uh, someone that's older or had a full career. okay, and then outstanding young alumnus is someone that's forty or under. Oh okay, so
0: so who were the winners <laughs> this year?
1: Uh, distinguished alumnus was Milo Kaufman. Okay, he is a uh, I don't I don't know when he graduated, but he's uh, he's been a professor at, at the University of Illinois for a long time. Uh, very involved with the local Free Methodist Church. Written several books. Um, I think he said he's either finishing one now or he just finished one on uh, and so Christian poetry. Oh. If I understand right, is okay. it was as a an avenue he went down. Um, but he was also very involved in in various Free Methodist. Uh, organizations and entities and, and uh, you know, subcommittees and things like that. So he's he, – he and so, you know, again, one, one thing that we did differently is that I spoke with the award recipients about their about their story instead of awarding them with a little bio at a dinner. Right. Completely yeah, – bo- both are valuable, but it's completely different when I did some version of what you're doing with me right. on a Zoom call and – you know, basically, in a nutshell, I said, tell me about your Greenville story.
0: Right. right? Mm-hmm.
1: And powerful stuff comes out. So he was the Milo Kaufman was the Distinguished Alumnus Award recipient. And this is not chosen by me. This is chosen by the Alumni, the alumni Association's Board of Directors, which okay. is what we call the Alumni Board. So nominations can come in, and then the Alumni Board uh, chooses from the nominations.
0: How many people are on that board?
1: Well there are thirty three spots. Wow. But there aren't thirty-three on it. Um so I think right now it's twenty four that are oh, on okay. it. Okay. Yeah.
0: Still a pretty big it
1: is. group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And 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 as you would expect, we have we have a wide representation of of age and uh vocation and geography and mm-hmm. um race and you know, so we it's not just a young alumnus a young right. alumni committee and it's not just an old alumni committee. Um and then, so, Paul and Courtney Clemson were the Outstanding Young Alumni Award recipients. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul didn't finish here, uh, but he can. Uh, <laughs> but he, he he didn't finish because he got involved in the work. Okay. Uh, and then Courtney Clemson, I think she finished in 03. But they are doing some phenomenal work, which has been delayed by COVID-19. But um, they have created a um, sort of a... a I hope I do this justice. A place of refuge for for roadies, for for crews oh, yeah. that are on tour with you know performing you know uh, concerts, et right? Cetera.
0: I'd heard a little bit about yeah. that, and I so they
1: uh, they also have a, a production company, and so th- they are part of the, the Greenville Nashville connection. Yes. You know, when they were students, they were going down and connecting with with our alumni that were already in Nashville with regard to music, and um, so. I, I didn't. I didn't memorize their whole story, but basically, they got involved and they had created a production company. I, I understand that he's one of the top uh, audio engineers for for concerts and for tours, and so he's he's worked with some big names in in popular music. Um, but I guess uh, through that work, being around the the concert and the tour environment, yeah. they started to see firsthand that the that the that the people that are putting. The stages together and putting yeah. the things together uh, yeah. don't always have the best uh, situations. No, and and some of that is even environmental, right? And so they they get paid, and they it's just it's it's you know they get paid well, and then they they're away from home, and there's just a lot of factors that could lead to some negativity yeah. for those lives. So they've created this. I mean, it's not it's. It's just—it's kind of like it's like a ministry. It's—it's a—it's sure. an outreach effort for that specific demographic. And and listen, if something's not on your radar, you're completely ignorant to it. Right. So I'll go to the concert, right, yeah. and I'll and I'll cheer for the band with zero consideration for the people that made the stage look and feel and sound the way it does. Right, and they 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 set it up and they tear it down and they get on the road and they do it again. And so Paul and Courtney have this that's uh, called the roadie clinic and okay. it's, it's in Michigan and they're, you know, obviously construction on the, on the site has slowed. Um, but the, the work of, you know, finding people to financially support it and, and be on their board of directors, like they they've done a lot of work already. It's just to slow down like everything else has with COVID-19, but they're doing really impactful work for these, for this very specific demographic that needs someone to look out for them. Right. They do. Yeah.
0: It, it, it is a group that I guess um someone had mentioned that um that ministry to me, gosh, it's been maybe six or eight months ago, and I didn't put it together till you just said that mm-hmm. now um but and they had brought it up to me because of my other work mm-hmm. uh, in radio, and i've yeah, I've heard from roadies, and I have friends who have stories about their friends that are roadies, and um you know oftentimes you know that. They're done. They're done. It's a very grueling job. It's right. a very um, physical, it, physically demanding job. Um, oftentimes, there's a lot of substance abuse mm-hmm. um, that comes with it. And uh, yeah, when they're done, they're done. And they don't necessarily have support. Right. And people don't think about it. And that is uh, why. Yeah, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah, I mean that's that's amazing.
1: It is. Yeah, and when you hear them say it. And and you and on the Zoom call, right? Their faces, you know, uh, brighten up with uh, w- how they how they talk about because these yeah. are real people. They know it's not yeah. it's not a it's not a news blip. It's a you know it's a real it, uh, important work. And um, I wish them well. I mean, obviously, it will do well as it catches on, and and people in that field in general, uh, right. not just the the roadie uh, aspect, but the whole uh, traveling performing arts, whatever you know, whatever right. whatever that is. Uh, whatever they call it the right thing to call it is, but they um now it's not it's not my job to ascertain whether or not the alumni board chose well but i sure I sure think they did yeah you know, on on this one although both of these and then also the third one is the loyalty award the gene right. camp loyalty award, and the recipient this year is Dennis and debbie Fenton. um they are not yeah. they're not alumni but they have they have been connected for many years um Dennis has served on the board of trustees for several years. Um, both of their children came to Greenville and so then they were involved from a, from a parent standpoint. Um, and I had only met him quickly, but, but this, this new COVID version of, of homecoming led me to have a, a Zoom, you know, a Zoom conversation or a real conversation with him. And, uh, and it was it was eye opening, and and he and I have similar backgrounds, although I didn't really know at the time. He grew up a he grew up a pastor's kid, a Free Methodist okay. pastor's kid. I did too, and so you you move a little bit, but Greenville's kind of always this it's kind of always this uh, city on the hill that you kind of keep an eye on. So um, he, if I understand the story right, he said that his children obviously had a choice of where to go to college, but they had heard so much about like Greenville was this the kind of this ongoing part of 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 his story just as just being connected that, that they, that's where they just came. They wanted to come here. Oh, um, and now, awesome. now his children are out of college, but, but it was really good to talk to him and hear his story on, on not just having children here or being involved from a, from a board member, but then actually really being involved and really being active with the college. Uh, and, and so now Debbie couldn't join the call, but it was, it was the award goes to both of them. Right. And so I, I, you know, you find the silver linings with with how with COVID shaping things, and that that was one of the best things out of the homecoming experience for me. Yeah. Was that you know, if we can't bring them here and have a dinner and have them clapped for and have them uh, receive an award, you know, up front, right? Can we still honor them some way? And and I, I hope I hope by letting them tell me their story. And it's on YouTube, so it's not just me, right? It's it's a it's it's out there. It's
0: archived. They are. They can go to. They are.
1: That's right. They're on. They're on the Greenville University's YouTube channel. Has these videos. Uh, The alumni. There is not a separate YouTube channel for alumni. So so all of these videos, uh, these Zoom calls are recorded and. And I don't know how good of a job I did, but but it was interesting to hear these these people talk about their Greenville stories.
0: Right. Yeah. We can get a link to those too. I think with this when we when we upload this podcast, so that would be good, so they can see all of that. Yeah, you had um, the task of of uh, being a uh, you know with your job with alumni relations, homecoming, homecoming. Yeah. <laughs> And and I was involved uh, yeah. in this a little bit and my 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 part of it was very small. We did something here at the Smart Center. We were fortunate enough to be able to do part of what we did at the Smart Center in person because it involved interacting with the building. Um but unfortunately every other aspect of of homecoming was basically on online via Zoom. Yeah. It was a struggle it was a
1: struggle it was tough i uh yeah you it's 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 like a moving target, and the lights aren't really fully on uh, right it it was it was uh i guess it was tough to ascertain the demand from a from an alumni standpoint for a virtual homecoming right where uh a reunion that might have happened in a local pizza place. Was now happening on Zoom. Now it did allow someone that's living in China uh, to be with us. That's that's great. But it, you just, I mean, the, obviously the numbers weren't there. Um, but at the same time, we weren't sure what we wanted the numbers to be, right. and so it's uh, it, it's hard to be disappointed when you weren't. You really didn't have an expectation on oh, numbers, completely. but but in terms of feeling, homecoming the whole value of homecoming is to return to campus and you go to a a football game or you, you know, you, you buy the sweatshirt or you, you walk down campus with the person that you met and married uh, from Greenville or you show your kids campus. You're not showing your kids the screen. Right. And so it's, it, it, it's, it was very difficult to, to muster the same enthusiasm and it sure didn't help matters any that the that the the weekend that had been assigned as or you know chosen as the homecoming weekend a, a good year or more ago right. was a beautiful weekend. I know, and so the weather was perfect. The leaves were at their peak. Uh, it was it would have been comfortable to be outside. Like it was it was a perfect October weekend, mm-hmm. and we weren't doing uh, we weren't doing anything. And I don't I don't think we made a wrong decision. I think no. that. In light of in light of the state of Illinois and our region, um, the expectations for COVID nineteen, uh, it just didn't make sense to try to force some version of it, uh, a face to face homecoming, in in a smaller capacity, managing attendance at at certain events. Like it just didn't seem worth doing. Right. And another aspect for for us that sort of um uh, really really led us to sort of dis- decide you know, fi- like let's just make the call was um, in another part of the campus community. Uh, the academic side of the house was looking at doing a, a face-to-face commencement mm-hmm. to sort of make up for May when things were really shut down. But even then that started to feel for the, I don't want to speak for that team, but my interpretation is that, that that team was really starting to look at the details of how you would do logistically a COVID-19 commencement honoring the class of 2020 with Parents and grandparents coming from all over the country, right. and so I was keeping an eye on, and it wasn't just me. But there was a homecoming committee, and Cindy Oglesby is my my right hand uh, person and alumni, and so there was there was a committee that, but we were keeping an eye on the academic side of the house, mm-hmm. and and I, I think at the end of the day, I felt that if if the academics couldn't honor their graduates, then I don't think we should we should try to. Have a quote unquote party right. for home, for a homecoming. Like if we can't invite people back for one reason, then we probably shouldn't. We, being the institution, sure. probably shouldn't invite them back for this reason. Yeah. And so they did a they you know they did a great uh, commencement uh, virtually. Right. I mean it, Parts of it were in person, but for the students, etc., it was it was virtual. And and so we we had this mirror image kind of or both sides of the spectrum in terms of a virtual event that weekend. Uh, but it's it was it was tough to it was tough to do because you weren't sure you know what the demand would be. Some of our um, events that were virtual had had very little turnout, and some had good turnout. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some of the ones that that we did have pretty solid turnout, there were some really good things that came up. Uh, uh, just interesting conversations, or and again, I mentioned uh, the person from from China, like they would not have been able to tune in, right. and and you could you could see the power of of connecting because like a ver, like a real reunion the class of say 1995 mm-hmm. um that's 25 years ago if you had them back to campus you they that group may or may not know who's going to show up and it, so it's a surprise oh right. how are you i haven't seen you in 10 years or i see you every day on facebook so that that unknown was still there for the zoom reunions yeah that's true um and And we had a, you know, uh, Ish Smith is obviously still in Greenville and and, and still very connected to the college and and happy to participate. So we had him join some some of the the class reunions that might know him, Uh and and for a couple of them he he showed up halfway through, so it was kind of a surprise guest, Uh and um, people would you know people lit up because that was. That was, you know, he was their president. Yeah, and so to have him chime in, and again, this speaks to the power of a small college. He would know them by oh, name. Oh no, kid! How are you? How's your wife? So and so. It's it's a different. Uh, you wouldn't have that at a, at a large institution. No. The president showing up would be uh, would feel, or even a former president would feel uh, threatening. Right. Um, so I, I, you know, I think I think we had several boxes to check, and we we checked we checked a lot of them, yeah. um, and and the attendance. I mean. I, I don't know really what to say about it because I wasn't sure what the standard was. No,
0: that, well cuz there really wasn't. There one. wasn't
1: and there was no one to ask. No. How to, how was last year's virtual homecoming? There's no one to ask. No. you really were going in no man's land. You were it was yeah. yeah. And the best you could do was look at other colleges. And so right. some some institutions offered zero for homecoming. Right. In, in other words, if they can't offer it on campus, then they weren't going to do it. Right. And others did did a reunion uh Kind of like ours, mm-hmm. and and some just did one event, like just one kind of uh, hear from a few people in a, in a Zoom. Right. But then there's no feedback, right? It's exactly, just, it's it just, a just a presentation. Yeah, right. That's what I was going to say. But we had we had President Davis join us uh, for a couple things, and and uh, going by the YouTube uh, views, that was mm-hmm. that people were interested in that. Um, Cindy had set up a, a performance by the choir. And, oh, nice, uh, yeah. G- Greenville has a long and strong, uh, choir legacy. Mm-hmm. And so there were a lot of choir alumni, or, or at least people that wanted to watch that performance, uh, just going by the YouTube views. And, uh, so it, it, I don't want to give the impression that, that nothing, that nothing no, happened. Think, but it was just very, it was very kind of vague going into it, uh, cause we just weren't sure really what to expect or what the demand was. Right. So
0: I, I think, you know, all things considered, it's, the best that could have been done, you know, and I think everyone was very, um, like again, again, there's that, that nimble mm-hmm. quality, um, mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, that things in Illinois changed almost weekly. And so, you know, we, we could plan for something, but then it would have to adjust into, it would have to morph mm. into something else. Right. And I think what we're finding too with a lot of our events and w- and what we did here with our event too, is they're becoming these hybrids. You have the in-person, you have the Zoom, and then you also have like a Facebook Live. And so you can kind of get that person from China now. I mean, now we know that, though. You know, now when we have the in-person homecomings, hopefully in 2021, we maybe we can do something to where those people in the other countries or states, or maybe they just can't get here for one reason or another, we can have a connection for them. While we're still connecting in person, so, right? You know, maybe that's what we've learned.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah, we've learned a lot, and yeah. and I think I think we all are. Anyone that's trying to do anything from churches to schools to events, you, you don't have to read. You don't have to do the exact same kind of event. You have right. to you have to sort of look at it and say what's the end goal. Mm-hmm. And uh, you had asked me about the alumni board. We have we try to have a uh, well, we we do have a wide representation of geography. Well, as I've talked to potential board members about their interest, uh, you know, for, for them to be allowed to allow themselves to go through the, uh, the nomination and election uh, process. Geography doesn't have to be as much of a as a reason or excuse for them uh, to not join us right. because they may not have to, you know, schedule that time away from home. Especially if they live far away, right. uh, there's a cost involved, et cetera, and so maybe, maybe changing how we do the meetings would allow someone that lives, you know, fairly far away to still join us and contribute and be a part of the thing. Sure. And so, yeah, it's it, the the Zoom, et cetera, technology is not is not necessarily bad. You, you, you it's it, there's a ton of it's, potential there, right. but you you have to weigh going all in with Zoom versus yeah. all in with holding on to the. The face to face, which you may or may not have for a while, so it's just it's like I said, it's like you're you're aiming for a moving target, and they're not even sure if all the lights are on in the room, just because it's it it, people are zoomed out. Yeah, and um, there's some of that. There is. Yeah, zoom burnout going on. I think that's true. But um, but the capacity is huge.
0: Right, I think there's a way to do it. You know, and we're learning. We're yeah, learning. We that's know it. We, with the smart center, we're kind of uh, lucky that we have these digital walls that mm-hmm. help with those meetings. Right. Um, so we have had several here on the first floor and the third floor um, that has worked its way. Especially during uh, homecoming, we had the Briner board mm-hmm. here, and uh, other other boards were. I think it was the was it the, the alumni board? Didn't no. It was uh, maybe the board of trustees. I'm thinking uh, of steering
1: committee. Steering committee. That yeah. was it.
0: Steering committee and uh, the Briner board were able to have those uh, hybrid meetings here and make it work. Mm-hmm. So you know, there's that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, and our alumni, you know, they hang in there and they uh, they're still so supportive mm-hmm. even when they can't be here, which mm-hmm. is what's amazing. And we talked a little bit about this, I, 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 like. We have alumni all over the world, obviously, and they're, they're – they've been reaching out and always willing to connect with potential students as they well, are. right? Mm-hmm. I mean
1: – They do.
0: If, if, if someone wanted to – or mm-hmm. thinking about coming to Greenville and they wanted to find out someone's story, would they, con- would they contact you and maybe you can connect them with someone?
1: Yes. That's a great question. Um, if they – if they wanted to do that, they're more than welcome to. Okay. So so I work in the alumni office, and Cindy Oglesby works in the the, the alumni office. So either or both of us could help with, with connecting, like, a potential student with some alum that has a similar story, et cetera. Right. Um, but also, there is uh, – if, if you're talking about recruitment, there is a place on the alumni website that is a referral. Okay. And so an alum – could enter the name of a child or just someone that they know that would go when they complete that form, it goes to goes to my team and it goes to the admissions team okay. as a, as a potential student recruitment. And, and we've seen several come in through that and that's a fairly new form that we've got that put up. Um, and then also um, alumni, we are, we are increasingly ask, asking alumni to to support current students um, and so the Alumni Office and the Office of Career Services, which is led by Kelly Pryor, right. we have worked together over the last few months to create an initiative that we call Community Circles. And the idea is that an alum uh, could could help support primarily a senior at Greenville with anything from uh, reviewing a job job. Uh, a resume sorry or looking at a uh, LinkedIn account to okay. just say hey how's this look or actually offering mentoring via phone call or meeting face to face maybe or you know zoom technology and, and then obviously you know a, a bigger potential there could be uh, job leads or internship leads or just network and yeah. so uh, we we're hoping and anticipating that the community circles work uh, supports the college's idea. That students graduate with a diploma and a degree mm-hmm. and a resume and a network That's and and we don't, I, we want to be careful not to promise jobs right but but could someone who 's graduating at the age of of twenty two or or twenty three or whatever could they have at least one or two alumni that uh, have have helped them create their the best way for them to move from student to employee and and that's that would be uh coupled with whatever the the college and the the institution's uh, academic uh, departments have already done with and for that student, mm-hmm. but as they as they prepare to leave the nest, are they leaving alone or are they leaving with someone you know next to them <clears throat> so we have about i think twenty five to thirty alumni that have already spoken up and said they want to be a part of this Wow, and we haven't really marketed it that well and so or not that. Not that – we've marketed it well, but very sporadically. Okay. And so we're only starting now to really kind of push it out. It was in the most recent uh, uh, issue of the the record, okay. a, a small uh, section that was highlighting the work of community circles. But what, what we're doing is we're just asking alumni to volunteer time okay. to connect with one student, five students. You know, um, I have a friend of mine that he joined, and he just said, I want to just take one student at a time. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. Another, another alum might want to come to campus and speak uh, to seniors, okay? Sure. So there's not like one specific thing we're asking, but the big picture is that we're asking alumni to, to pour into what the college is doing for seniors. And then, and then maybe as this grows, we'll, we'll reach down to juniors, et cetera. Um, the next phase of this community circle's work will be to focus on vocation, and so I've already had a few people reach out to me that's, that, that they are they work in the medical field. Okay. And so they would be interested in connecting with students who are headed that direction mm-hmm. or maybe are just a biology major, but, they're, but they're, their interests lie within that, that sphere. Um, and so there is a lot of potential about this, and I'm, I'm excited that, that we have 25 alumni uh, that have said they want to be a part of it without really putting it out there a lot. You know, right. and so maybe maybe my talking to you and maybe being in the record. And we put it on Facebook and LinkedIn a couple of times, but we've not you know it's just sort of this this slow feed. Um because we're not in a hurry. You know, we want to yeah. we want to have it going. We want it to be strong. It to be, um, right. And we want it to grow even somewhat organically. Mm-hmm. And so so we we're we're doing that and that's and then and then but that's that's a way for alumni to to be involved. Um, and and to connect with students, and so we're we're pretty excited about how that could work. So I, I guess I answered your question with two things. One is the recruitment that that we do uh, we do have a mechanism for alumni to to help give the institution names of high school students mm-hmm. that might be interested in coming to Greenville for college. And so that's on the recruitment side. But then also is this community circles alumni supporting current students with just the professional uh, the next step.
0: That's the, that's worth the admission, you know. The, the, well, the, we hope so. Yeah, that's the tuition fees right yeah, there. Yeah, connection <laughs> is, uh, and when you're young, you might not realize it, but I think more of our young people are starting to realize it. Connection is so valuable, mm-hmm. and these are the people that can connect them with something very big in their lives, and and and, mm-hmm. and connect them with the careers, mm-hmm. or connect them to other people that can give them advice, maybe. To change their, you know, their path mm-hmm. if, you, if you reach down to the, the juniors or sophomores Just such a valuable resource to have And that you have alumni that are willing to do that mm-hmm. And because of the tight-knit uh, atmosphere On campus and in the network It's, you can trust it mm-hmm. And it's it's valuable And, uh, yeah, it's it's really, it's priceless
1: I, One, one uh, Kind of aspect of this that I think is is something we need to kind of pour into is is geography
0: mm-hmm.
1: so not not every alum is going to be interested in, in doing this oh, sure. and, I, and I understand that and mm-hmm. so I, I got some some pushback when I, when this idea was fleshing out and and someone told me i I would much rather connect with, an, with a, a a young alum mm-hmm. from Greenville based on where they physically are. Okay. Kind of outside of any sort of uh, potential career or your major. In other words, if you let's pick a city. If you live in uh, uh, Boulder, Colorado, mm-hmm. and you're a Greenville alum, and the alumni office lets you know that someone just graduated and they live, they just got a job in Boulder, right? Mm-hmm. That that be, they, and this speaks to what you were saying. The the alumni network is not this huge thing, and nor is the the institution this huge university. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you might connect with someone that went to Greenville, like there's an affinity right away and whether they look like you or not, or whether they're significantly different in age or their, their specific Greenville experience, the fact that they could be in your neighborhood or your town, maybe even your, in your employer and you just didn't know it, but they, but they went to this, this small Christian college in Illinois that, that there's a connection right away. And so, you know, I I think our office needs to to try to help that happen uh, where, Someone who might not be connected to anyone vocationally might connect with someone just, solely yeah, on the just fact that they, they went to Greenville together. Right, At, and that uh, might be
0: a recent grad going to a city that they're unfamiliar Correct. with. Right. And Right. Um, there's there's a great value in that also helping mm-hmm. them to um, you know get acclimated to their surroundings right. and and just giving them some advice. And yeah, you because you have that connection, mm-hmm. you know, that's great. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty special, and I think that's what's so special about our alumni. And um, and I do want to say too, kind of a shout out for the students at Greenville. Uh, some might deny that they have this character about them, but I hear it time and again. And this, these these are words I hear from people that have have almost absolutely nothing to do with Greenville. Mm-hmm. These people outside of Greenville uh, that I've run into, and they say, "Hey, what are you doing now? Where are you working?" Mm-hmm. Um, Time and time again, I've heard those students, their character is so impressive. Mm -hmm. I have uh, a friend who's another um, uh, chamber of commerce director in a nearby town, and she has multiple uh, uh, interns. She gets a big slew of interns Mm -hmm. every year. And uh, she said, when she gets one from Greenville, that's always her favorite. Yeah. So, (laughs) not to not nothing bad on the other interns that she has. (laughs) I'm not going to mention any names, but she did. She said, she said, if I could get multiple interns from there a year, I think she can only get one. Mm -hmm. She said, I would snatch them up because they're the best ones. Yeah. So that's pretty impressive. And and uh, you know they might not even come here that way. They might come here. You know, as, yeah. as a lot of us do when we're eighteen and a little, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. we think we're all that, and we don't believe in this or that, and then something happens and there's a change and
1: right. Well, and I, I think I think there are a lot of opportunities for students mm-hmm. that f- flesh out experiences for them that would only strengthen uh, their their four years or five, whatever right. whatever it is at Greenville. And I think, and and you're right. Maybe the students don't realize. Kind of what's happening to them, yeah. Um, yeah. But when you're a Christian college, uh, it's a there's a different spirit on campus, and obviously the students would be at, at any point mm-hmm. in in a spectrum on a on a faith journey. But the faculty and staff are are, are in a different place, right? right. And so there's a there's sort of a cloud of witnesses at Greenville that that you don't have everywhere. Uh and so th- I think there's a lot going for the institution uh and not just from an alumni standpoint but from a, like you mentioned current students Sure. Uh my my work does not directly uh relate to students. Right. Now every every now and then obviously there's a there's a meeting or I'll meet with the student body president or uh, we're working on something for legacy students, you know, whose parents or grandparents came to Greenville. But by and large, my responsibilities are not with students. Right. But the ones that I've been around and the ones that I've spoken to, and I lead a small group of of, uh, of boys, uh, male students uh, on Fridays. I'm incredibly impressed. I mean, they they just seem like sharp kids, and I'm not. I don't know everyone's major, and I don't right. know everyone's parents, right? And that's mm-hmm. that's the neat thing about working on a college campus. They are young adults. But you don't know the parents. You don't no. know what mm-hmm. they do for a living. You don't know really. You may, you may not know where they're from. But what you know is is what they show you, and they right. and they show you. But the ones I've been around have shown me. Uh, I mean, there's there's. I see a lot of respect. I see a lot of uh, even kind of a gratitude about Greenville, especially with the, the idea that we we were we allowed them to come back face to face. You know, right. in light of COVID, oh, a lot of them have that, friends yeah. that are only doing a screen version of sure. school. So there's. I, there's something special here where I think it gets it gets in the weeds of the students without them necessarily knowing it. Yeah. And so it does, it can' show up uh, when they're on the job. and there's a there's a ton of data and research out there that shows that that employers and and you know business leaders, et cetera are looking for their their hiring character. Mm-hmm. You, you can't teach that as no. well as you can teach. The skills. And right. so it seemed like th- for several years, liberal arts colleges like Greenville were taking a hit on, you know, the narrative was that we charged too much and who wants a liberal arts degree? Well, as it turns out, just a few years later, a lot of people are hiring liberal arts students because they've exhibited skill sets in a wide variety of areas, right. not just their one field that they chose. And so... Um, it, now, that's my, that's based on my perspective. So yeah. maybe someone that's listening to this could say Dwayne's way off base. But it, yes. it, the narrative of higher ed seems to be that even some of the state schools are trying to trying to sort of uh, adopt and then adapt things that Liberal Arts College has been doing for oh, students right. with sure. in terms of uh, hands-on experience and, and even character-based initiatives on campus. And so I think a lot of the things that we're doing uh, – would lead someone like your friend to say, yeah, the Greenville kids are sharp. Like I, yeah. Yeah. And, and maybe they were sharp before they got here, but I I would guarantee you that, that the experience of what we give them and what we allow them to be involved in and, and uh, the opportunities that are available for students. And then the fact that it is a Christian college where you do have this, again, I say cloud of witnesses, you, you do have kind of this uh, support group. Yeah, Uh, I think it all goes in and, and it comes up with a very interesting uh, opportunity for students. Yeah, I yeah. think
0: so too. I mean, you're seeing these students come to this, um, you know, g- geographically s- small um, space. Um, they're coming from all over the place, all over the world, mm-hmm. um, and like you said, all different backgrounds, and they are they're melding well. I think there's a, yeah. a there's a there's a unity, mm-hmm. and I think it's very inclusive, mm-hmm. and there's something. I don't know. There's something special about Seems it. Seems like it. Right. Yeah, I right. think so. Well, I want to thank you. I'm taking all of your day here. Oh, <laughs> no. You're good. This has been great. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you for being a guest, Dwayne. Um, and we're going to put uh, links uh, on our uh, Greenville Smart website, hopefully, and our Greenville Smart uh, Facebook page uh, for more information about the resources um provided with uh, the alumni uh, group with uh, Greenville University. Thanks to Dwayne Neely for being here. And thanks again to our sponsors, Greenville University, the Greenville Chamber of Commerce, Bradford National Bank, and EnterTech Global. And we thank you for tuning in. And we'll talk to you next time on the Greenville Smart Podcast.